Welcome to the There's More podcast. I'm Karen. And I'm Rachel. And we are here to help women dream bigger, pray bolder, and live empowered. Today, we are bringing a bonus episode that you are going to love. Meredith Mann out of Birmingham. She is the Peachy Spoon on Instagram. I've loved her for a long time. And She's actually taught me a lot. And this episode, I feel like we went to school. I was like, I feel like we had our own personal appointment with her. Karen's like, I'm ordering that and we're going to make this for dinner. But honestly, it is a conversation about loving who God made you to be and doing that through food and what we do every day, every moment, every thought, and every meal. Like it's it's not just this one big thing of our life. Like I think yeah. she broke it down so well to think, it makes how can you simple. honor your body like mm-hmm. in the next three hours? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's gonna change my life. So I cannot wait for y'all to listen to this podcast. Welcome to the There Is More podcast. Welcome to the There's More podcast. Today, I am so excited. I love you, Meredith, man. We are so, you know, watching you from afar and just have observed what you do. She is the Peachy Spoon. If you're not following her, you need to be because she is such a, I mean, it's so funny. Some people I'm so drawn to, and you're definitely one of those. It's not like my wheelhouse to be into you know, blood sugar and food balancing, but it is the Holy Spirit in you. And I told Karen, I was like, I'm telling you, this girl's been freed from something in her body. And I want to talk to her about it on the podcast. (laughs) I'm like, okay, Rachel. I know. She's like, we're running a spiritual Holy Spirit (laughs) podcast. And I'm like, I'm talking to Meredith. I want to know her story because I will tell you, even when you're walking in the spirit and you know God and you know, Holy Spirit and you know, Jesus we are women and we struggle with loving who we are. And Meredith, I know you have no, um, you know, you have no plans to say I've arrived. I've got this all figured out, but, but you're so honest about your journey and what you've been on. So will you tell us a little bit about your story and how you came to be Meredith, man? I mean, I know you're probably like, I'm, I have a name. <laughs> I'm not the peachy spoon. Although my daughter and I call, call her peachy, peachy every day, but that's okay. My mom calls me peachy and it makes you feel better. <laughs> oh, like I got it. Yeah. It's all fine. That's yeah, I love so it. sweet. So yeah, tell us a little bit about your story. We'd just love to know. Well, um, well, years ago, like we can wait, you know, I was a personal trainer, like when I was 19, 20, and I had a little bit of an eating disorder then, like mm. just, I didn't think I looked like an, a personal trainer, which was just, of course, a lie from the enemy. And that's kind of where a lot of diet eating disorders start with a lie like that, where you think, oh, I'll just go on the first diet I've ever been on. So, so I wasn't eating enough and that kind of stuff. And then I'd have cheat days where I would binge. Um, and through that, it kind of messed up my blood sugar. I, I'm hypoglycemic from that because I would binge cake, but I wouldn't, you know, I would just let it digest. I would just, you know, and yeah. try to run longer to burn it off. So, so that was a little disordered, but um, like it started with some disordered eat, eating, but like once I met my husband, you know, like I was just normal with food, yada, 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 like fast forward. I had three kids back to back and really I started to not feel great. Like that was where um, I broke my foot and it didn't heal right. I was starting to get migraines. Like I was just exhausted all the time. Mm-hmm. It felt great. And I was like, I think maybe I should eat better, you know? And mm-hmm. so whole 30 was new back then. So I started doing that and that can be, you know, a great elimination diet and yeah. that kind of stuff. But it did lead to some food issues with me with like the all or nothing thinking or like good foods, bad food list. Mm-hmm. I had food guilt if it was a birthday and I have cake or pizza on Friday night. And then I had to start another whole 30 over and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I really, I felt the Holy Spirit convict me of like, 
that's, you know, that could be an idol that's kind of living in bondage. Like this is not my design for you with food. Like you were made for so much more than this. Mm. Um, And so I started to really, you know, like submit my day to him and that kind of stuff and just really, you know, be like, Lord, I need help with, you know, I'm not going to exercise too much to burn off what I ate and just kind of a daily submission and renewal um, with that. And that really, you know, helped the peace to start come. But really, since I was hypoglycemic, I remember I had a doctor tell me, and this was years ago before he even talked about blood sugar, but yes. he told me it was in 2005, right when I got married. He said, pretty much, if you want to have a piece of birthday cake, you have to have a whole piece of chicken first, like that protein first. And that was the first time I was like, what is he even talking about? Wow. So that kind of started this like journey of me kind of wanting to learn more about nutrition. And I know the Lord has given me that passion. Like yes. I, I'm not like an A plus student or a genius, but nutrition is super easy to me. And I think it's interesting. I love to stay on top of the science and I love it. And, and just over the years, learning how to nourish my body properly and, um, really balance my blood sugar was so life-changing because that, that that's the science part that kind of got me out of the cycle of dieting and food guilt and that kind of stuff and overeating as much. But, um, but that combined with the Lord and just, you know, that submission and like just praying through that with him. And, um, cause I really, I, I feel like a lot of the time, you know, got, you know, to be, have our identity in Christ. Like we have to give him all the little things too. And a lot of women are like, it's not cancer. It's just diet. It's just food. But, but if it's taking up all your thoughts and you're always hungry, because you might accidentally not be eating enough, which like, like me, it wasn't on purpose. It's not like I was trying to like lose weight. I just overate every afternoon because I was hangry and I was thinking about food. So if you're always hungry, your body's really smart. And if you're always hungry, you're always going to be thinking about food. And then that's kind of like an idol. And we're just, yeah. It's more to life than to always yeah. be thinking about what we have to eat next or it's, how we're going to burn off what we did eat. <laughs> it's funny because Rachel and I were talking about this mm-hmm. and, you know, I was reflecting back on just, I had such self-hatred for my body in my, you know, kind of late teens through most of really through most of my twenties. And I remember I would wake up every single morning and the first thought that I would have, the very first thought was, what can I not eat today? Like everything was about what I shouldn't eat, what I can't eat, what I'm not allowed to eat. And then, you know, by noon, I'd have already eaten, you know, all the animal crackers I wasn't supposed to eat and the Jolly Rancher, you know, and I was big time into the whole, you know, don't eat any fat and all that kind of stuff. So, so how did, cause and I really don't know, it, this is kind of, this is fun for me because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I have not delved into, I've made some of your recipes and really enjoyed those, but haven't really understood at all. I know I don't really know anything about this. Yeah, the, the sugar. What is yeah. it called? Balancing. What Balancing called? your blood sugar. This is how little. Everything she talks about. <laughs> this is how little I know about it. No, so, I love it. How do you know? So tell us about that. Like how, you know, how did you learn? I love it that God used you know hypoglycemia. Obviously, is going to lead you to have to figure that out, but. How would I, A, know that that was that I'm struggling or dealing with a blood sugar balancing issue? Mm-hmm. And B, what do you what would be your first steps that somebody would take to begin to remedy that? Great. So if you have, you know, blood sugar dysregulation, you it kind of you might get a little shaky or have a headache if a meal is delayed. Um, kind of like a hangry, like a panic, like I need to have nuts in my purse or I'm gonna, you know, like scream or that kind of stuff. And that was where with me, like, I feel like I wasn't as good of a mom because I was always having that crash and yelling at my kids and then feeling guilty. And then, you, you know, like it was yeah. like, I just didn't feel that good all the time. I didn't realize it. I thought that was just normal. But if, um, 
So really that, but it's really inflammatory to have these spikes and crashes. So what happens is if wow. you don't, if you eat too many carbs by themselves or like a higher carb meal, like just pasta, or just, let's say we're just going to have a banana for breakfast. That's what I used to eat for breakfast. Your, your blood sugar spikes. That's the, the Lord made our bodies to release insulin. Like that's a good thing that we have insulin. I feel like insulin right now is a bad word. Insulin stores our food into our um, you know, liver and muscles for energy. So it like travels, you know, you release insulin to store all this stuff for blood sugar. So you get like the banana gives you an, um, a blood sugar spike, your body releases insulin to insulin spike. Um, but if it goes too high, it's going to come crashing down and you have a crash. So like the way the Lord made our bodies, like we want homeostasis, like this balance of blood yeah. sugar to be kind of in the middle. So we don't want to be high. If it's too high, you're going to have a crash and then you just want to be in the middle. So if you have a crash, that's where you crave candy or craves. Like I got to eat because your body wants to be back here. The problem with us and not knowing how to eat properly is we eat again and then we give another spike and we have a crash. And it's like we're perpetually having blood sugar spikes and crashes every two hours and you're hungry every two or three hours. And over time, it's really damaging. It causes type 2 diabetes, heart disease, but also it's just super inflammatory. And so I found like, you know, like ladies really, once we hit like 35 and we're inching towards perimenopause, like we're already full of inflammation anyway, for other reasons. So that's where we all of a sudden are like, oh, I've got to figure this out. Like, I don't feel that great. You know, like I'm not sleeping well. Now I'm starting to have night sweats or like just everything you used to do isn't really working necessarily. So, so that's where that's like an inflammation (laughs) kind of thing where balancing your blood sugar makes you just feel so much better and just be a healthier you too. It's not really about like yeah. weight loss necessarily. Yeah. It's just to nourish your body properly. Yeah. So like, for example, if you had the banana with almond butter or with some protein, like eggs first and a banana, then it would be stable. So it's not like the answer is well, not so to the, not eat so bananas. protein <laughs> offsets. Yes. Pro- a protein offsets the carb. Yes, which is, is the problem why I've gained weight because I'm low on protein. You know, it's like, and it's not, you know, this is, this is part of being 45. Like you're just, your body's changing. Your hormones are changing. I've always heard if you can't, you know, if you're, if you're struggling, there's two things you need to look at your hormones and your thyroid is specifically, you know, to see how those two are doing and your blood sugar. I mean, like where, how are you eating? What does that look like? Do you get hungry? I will say with intermittent fasting, and I'd love your thoughts on this Mm. is I love to fast because it's easy for me. It feels really convenient to not eat breakfast. That feels like so like, well, that's convenient. I'll just drink coffee till noon. Right. And, um, and I've been in a pattern of that for years and I'm, I'm like, Oh, I'm paying for that because Meredith, I can't get in enough protein. If you don't start eating till one, I mean, I feel like I'm like constantly eating till bedtime to get in, you know, hundred grams of protein. And and yeah. we've been like aware of it and I'm still struggling. Well, and I'm I'm curious, is the goal like because we're working with a trainer who the goal is all about how many grams of protein. But what I'm hearing from you is it's more about this yin yang of balancing your carbs, you know, balancing the sugars with, you know, with the protein, or do you feel like there is kind of like, you know, some kind of goal grams of protein that we ought to be getting in a day? Yeah. I mean, the two protein is king. Like it's the star of your plate and and to not lose more muscle. Like as we age, that's where like menopause and perimenopause, we get the belly fat and all the things and metabolism slows down all of that because we're losing muscle. Are naturally losing muscle. So if you're not lifting weights plus having enough certain amount of protein a day, you're going to keep losing it. We got to keep what we got. So we're not like breaking our hip at 65. You know right. what I mean? Like we've got to not be pre-osteo and all that stuff. So yes, no, protein is the most important. 
Um, for sure. Of course, like balancing your blood sugar lowers inflammation, but protein really, it shuts off your hunger the best, nourishes yes. your brain, your muscles. I get it. Like it is the most important. Yeah. And I do that. You asked about the intermittent fasting. I, I love it. I just don't talk about it a lot. I talk about it with my one-to-one clients because it depends on the person. Like it if does. you're trying to have babies or you're 25, like you do not need to be fasting. Like yeah. we're going to mess up your hormones. But for us, it's a way to lower inflammation as long as you're, as you're not thinking like longer is better. Like I think the 14, 16 hour window is great. I think longer, it makes it harder to get that protein in or we're going to yes. lose muscle. Yeah. So yeah. That's so me. I, still I mean, love, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I need to be eating yeah. at like 10 and I'm waiting till like one. And really yeah. for me, that's too long. And so I've just seen this slow half pound creeps because I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is so convenient. Yeah. I just keep to drinking. It reminds nice. the inflammation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. interesting. So what are you doing, Meredith, from a wholeness perspective? Because we're big on wholeness. Like salvation is not just your ticket to heaven. It's heal, hold, and delivered. And body, I believe soul, in body, soul, spirit. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. what does that look like for you as a whole woman who's super passionate about the body but to me, like you're passionate about all the areas or you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing. And honestly, I don't think you'd have the influence that you have if you weren't pursuing that. Yeah, I just I mean, I just really feel like 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 in how you mentioned earlier, too, with um, with like body image and that kind of stuff. Like I still feel like, you know, and of course, we, we all have bad body image days still sometimes, like yeah. I think. Um, and that's totally normal, but I feel like it's like, what do you do with that? Cause I still will have bad body image days, but that's where it's like, I just need Jesus more. If I'm going to start comparing myself to others, like, I feel like sometimes it's a, a way to like show your sin struggle to yourself, which, which as believers is not a bad thing. That's just showing where we need Jesus more. I feel like sometimes I'll say like, it's revealing my sin and I always get, you know, flack on Instagram <laughs> that you can talk about, you know, like I'm not like turn or burn or something like that. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, but I feel like, you know, that is my sin to like think, Oh, like to pause and look in the mirror. Sometimes it's like old habits and like start to have bad body image days or think less or be like, I feel fat today. And then as women, um, thoughts can turn into feelings real quick, you know, like, and yeah. then it's like, that's your label is that, Oh, I am fat or whatever we do to ourselves, yeah. you know, yeah. our, our minds. But I think really, that um, focusing on your identity in Christ and like really like renewing your thoughts constantly throughout the yeah. day, not just daily, but renewing those thoughts d- thoughts throughout the day and yeah. be like, Lord, I need you. Why am I doing this again? You know, like, you know, you know, and you just almost laugh about it, you know, because I want him to be like my father, my friend, my like, why not take advantage? He's all these things like yes. we should be giving him all of these things. Yeah. So I feel like that daily, you know, just with my relationship with him, like that makes a huge difference, like besides the food and that kind of stuff, yeah. like, but really just taking those thoughts captive. Cause I'll still have, um, you know, bad body image days, or I, I tend to still, I can eat my feelings. Like I can be an emotional eater still sometimes yeah. I know myself and the perfect cocktail for me is like overdone, overtired, yes. that three to five o'clock window. Like, cause totally. I mean, scientifically if we're tired, our brain craves carbs yep. for energy. Yes. But then if we're emotionally spent, I mean, chocolate just tastes better, like whatever the cocktail is, or your kids let you down, or I mean, I have teenagers, like, I mean, there's just no telling what happens, or if it was, you know, like a long day at work, but I just know myself that I'm overtired, overdone, you know, saying yes to me, things on my calendar, it's like, okay, I got to like reset and be like, okay, I need to start praying more to the Lord before I say yes to things for my calendar, like it's all the things, like he needs to be in the middle of all the little details, And I think that has made, you know, that makes a huge difference with me just having like a freedom and a peace and just taking care of my body and myself and all of that kind of stuff and being the best I can. 
So we just appreciate y'all joining us, and we've been referring a lot. Sometimes in our podcast, you hear about this thing called Father's House, mm-hmm. and we just know that sometimes when you hear these incredible stories from these incredible guests, you wonder, how did these people learn this? Yeah. How did they have these kind of encounters? And so we want to tell you about a resource that Rachel and I have written that is going to give you that that more, the yeah. more lifestyle. Absolutely. So you can go to fathershousestudy.com. And we have an eight-week Bible study encounter. It's just going to walk you to the journey that you've heard a lot about in these podcasts. And we want to offer you a 20% discount. And we hope that you will check it out. We think it'll change your life forever. And it'll take you on a journey that leads home. And, and if you don't mind, I, I'd even like to add to that because I actually went through this process with somebody significant in my life. And... And as I did it, I I mean, I thought it was going to be, you know, kind of like a two page document. And I think it turned out to be maybe like 13 or 14 pages. And and what that person had me do was, you know, say this person, I forgive you for when you did that, I felt. And as a result of that, I blank. And so, you know, making really the connection, like, for example, like in my home, nobody said, I love you. And I had no idea that that was unusual. It it was the only family I ever knew. You just, nobody said, my parents did not use the words, I love you. And so, you know, your little self doesn't know that until you get a little bit older and you start realizing, well, other families hug and other families say, I love you. And yep. so it, subconsciously, I started looking for love in all the wrong places and in all the wrong ways because that wasn't being met at home in the way that my heart needed it. I mean, some people can live fine with that. I mean, I knew my parents loved me in elect, you know, I mean, I knew my parents were good parents. They, I knew they loved me, but it just wasn't expressed in the way little Karen needed it. And so even the because, you know, you can begin to understand, okay, wow, well, no wonder I was engaged three times. No wonder I had a difficult time with men. You know, it's like I was looking for someone to say, I love you. And I figured out what it took to get that love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, I love it. And we start to, you know, some people think, oh, well, you know, we need to uncover the past. But uncovering the past explains why I do the things that I do today. Yes. And if I know the things that I do today are not what kingdom behavior looks like, then I've got some unpacking to do to find out how it got there. Yeah. Yes. We always say you got to go backwards before you can go forwards. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, that book, Feelings Buried Alive, Never Die. Have you read that by Carol Truman? I mean, it's you know, sitting on my coffee table right now. I haven't started. I've read parts, but yeah, it's amazing. So good. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's so true, Nancy. I mean, it's they yeah. they aren't going anywhere. And so, if you yeah. if you are like, I am stuck. Yeah. Like I'm stuck in my life. I'm stuck in business. I'm stuck in mo- you know in relationships. I mean, look around and go. Do you want a different life? Because it mm-hmm. it really does come down to I hundred percent agree unforgiveness and trapped emotions. Yes, yes. and your body is keeping score. Can you speak to that, Nancy? Yes, like, can you give Absolutely. like a little high level? I know we're like, well, and, you know, Nancy, and tell and us may, all the things. Well, but. and and because we don't have much longer left, but and an example, if you don't mind, 
of what happened when somebody got healed in their emotions, how it affected their physical body. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I was going to jump on that. I'm so glad you asked. So, you know, doctors that don't even believe in God will tell you that over half of adult onset disease is rooted in childhood emotional trauma that was never dealt with. Over Mm -hmm. half. Over half. I've not heard that statistic. Yes, because our our bodies do keep the score. Our Mm -hmm. cells remember things. There are certain if I'm holding bitterness and unforgiveness, my cells change physiologically. They actually change. Um, You know, uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf talks about how our DNA changes with trauma. Yeah. And we can change it back through healing, getting Jesus in there, forgiving all of that. Um, But here's here's a real specific example. Um, You know. There's a lot of autoimmune diseases in our nation today. Doctors will tell you they're incurable, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you have all these medications and a really strict lifestyle. But if we look at what happens in our body, for example, if if I was raised in a home where fighting was normal, everyone, you know, you've got to learn to fight or you're going to be squashed. And so you're always looking for the next move. You're you're in hypervigilance is what it's called. You're in fight or flight mode 24 seven, because that's what the environment is like. You're taught this. So then you grow up into adulthood and you get married and you don't know anything different. And so you're still in fight or flight mode. You assume that every little question from your husband is an attack. So you're constantly, you know, pounding back at that. And he's like, like, what is this? That's I'm not doing that. But in my mind, if I don't fight, I'm going to get squashed mm-hmm. when I'm doing that physiologically, my cortisol level is always on yes. 11, right? It's always overproducing. My adrenals are, are overproducing. When that happens repeatedly, my thyroid goes, oh, invaders, there's a problem. And my thyroid begins to overproduce because it counterbalances those hormones. Right. Yeah. And when that happens over and over, my thyroid gets stuck in the on position and I get Graves' disease. Right. Okay. That's right. what Graves' disease is: is a thyroid that is stuck in overload and is producing yes. all the time. So, um, when we we forgive the home environment that made me stand in fight or flight mode all the time, we repent for projecting that into my adult life and not releasing it. And then I give all that anger, the rage, the hypervigilance, the belief that I have to fight because no one's going to fight for me. When I release that to the Lord, then I can let the Lord come in and my body will heal. And this is a specific example uh, of this one lady that got healed instantly of Graves' disease because of going through this process of forgiving and releasing all the emotion. And you said, Karen, because it X, Y, Z, because it made her feel like she had to fight all the time. But the truth is the Lord is my defender and he will fight for the victor. And I don't have to constantly be looking for a fight. Some of that is actually complex PTSD um, where it's just my, my body has been trained to look for the war. And so releasing my body from being in a position of war through prayer. Um, and it's, you know, it can be very emotional, but that's what I need it to be. I need to release all of that. And then my body goes, Oh, all is well. Now I don't have to overproduce thyroid anymore. Yeah. And my body's healed. Yeah. It's amazing. What systems, Nancy, like lungs, kidneys, you know, we <clears throat> hear women all the time, UTIs, recurrent UTIs. What are, mm-hmm. can you kind of like speak to like, 
organ systems if you're like, well, I have this. What does that mean? You know, because I think that's super fascinating. People don't know what they don't know. Right. Um, It's interesting. Mm -hmm. So much of the body responds to anxiety. Um, Any gut issues um, and skin issues and allergy issues are 95% of the time, they're a result of anxiety of some sort. It's Mm -hmm. the stress response. Um, You know, you hear of a, oh, well, I was born with eczema. Well, let's investigate what the pregnancy was like. And, oh, my mom and dad were fighting and they got divorced right before I was born and she didn't know where she was going to live. Okay. That went straight to the baby and the baby's freaking out. Oh no, worry, worry. And so the body responds by giving me a skin disease because that's just what our bodies do when we are anxious. So there's a lot of anxiety responses that are very, very common, um, digestive issues, um, some sleep issues with, and high blood pressure is similar, um, because the heart and the kidneys have to communicate in order for my blood pressure to be regulated. And so, Sometimes it's that I believe that I'm unsafe. There's a fear that's underlying or my heart is wounded. You know, Proverbs said, um, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So what that looks like physiologically is if you have, you know, a 40 year old who's had a lot of heart issues, if you do an inventory of the past, you will find somewhere where hope was deferred. You know, I was supposed to be the prima ballerina and then. Uh, my parents got divorced and we ended up in a one room apartment and that was the end of my aspiring career. And I had what it took, but that was robbed from me. That is going to break my heart and it may manifest in adulthood later as Mm. a heart issue. Well, I mean, I just think about people saying, you know, somebody died of a broken heart. It like, that's it's literally it's literally true Mm -hmm. well i would i could go on and on and on i mean i'm so excited for the people who have listened because i know what this has done is not only given them some powerful truth and some powerful thoughts for that that you don't have to stay stuck where you're at right now that there is hope there is healing there is freedom there's even physical healing for you And, and yes. that is, that I just, that is like, to me, just the most exciting thing to get to journey through this life and discover that, you know, that this relationship with Christ is not just a one-way ticket out of hell and getting you to heaven one day, where <laughs> one day, one day you'll be healed. One day you'll be set free. One, no, it, it's for now. Today. So Nancy, as we yes, wrap up, um, I think last question, just maybe if you could put it even just even even into a sentence and that I'd love for you to pray for everybody is if you could say one thing, kind of like the message in your mouth right now, what would that be? (laughs) Um, The message in my mouth right now is if I have something that I have the power to do now, I don't want to put it off because the world is nuts. Um, you know, we don't know what we have tomorrow. Yeah. You know, personally, back to forgiveness. Um, my mom passed away this past February. And had I not walked through forgiveness of her, yeah. I would be in torment right now. But I was able to spend the last year of her life with her, loving her, helping her. It was very hard. She was disabled and it was rough. But 
I had, I had such peace and mm. freedom from regret Yes, and regrets hard because if I had years to forgive and, and heal from it, I'm not saying I have to make amends and, and recreate a relationship because sometimes that's not possible. Right. Um, but my, as, what does it say? As much as it depends on me, live at peace with all people. I want to do what mm. I can do while I have the time to do it so that I'm not now spending years of regret that I never dealt with what I needed to deal with. Mm. Uh, and the Lord is probably pressing on some hearts right now. Oh, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. You've heard it so speaking you know? to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, we don't want to feel like forgiving because we never will feel like forgiving. That's right. But the reward that comes from, all right, Lord, you have promised me justice. I don't know what that looks like, but you do. And yes. I'm choosing, I'm trusting you. All right. You know, um, there's a picture of Jesus where there's a little girl and she's got this old ratty teddy bear and behind his back, Jesus is holding this big, beautiful teddy bear. And this little girl is holding her ratty teddy bear and his hand is out and he wants to exchange with her that giant, beautiful new teddy bear. And she's holding on to that nasty, ugly teddy bear because she doesn't know what is to come. Yeah. But if we choose, all right, Lord, you said you've got good for me. I'm going to give you the ratty. And then the exchange with that, it's just more than we can ever imagine. So, so that's my prayer, Lord. Mm. I'm just going to ask that uh, mm. everyone who's listening right now, that, that whatever the ratty teddy bear is that they've been holding on to, whether it's a grudge, whether it's unforgiveness, whether it's um, anxiety, because we don't know, we can't trust the future because we've never, you know, had that had what we've needed before. Um, whatever the ratty teddy bear is, Lord, I'm just going to ask you to give it a name for whoever's listening. Give that teddy bear a name of, of what it is. Um, and Lord, I'm just, uh, I ask you right now that you do a supernatural work to give us the grace uh, and the courage um, to hand over the ratty teddy bear. And as we're handing over, we're choosing to say, I forgive this. I release this. I don't want this to burden me anymore. I'm tired of this bondage. I'm, I'm tired of the lack of peace and joy. And, and Lord, as we hand that ratty teddy bear to you, we receive and accept whatever the beautiful fluffy teddy bear is. Um, and Lord, you know what each heart's, heart needs in exchange for that. It's always such a beautiful exchange. Mm. And Lord, this new exchange, what you're giving, I just ask that you let that permeate down into the depths of the soul, that, that you would just um, allow it to be a physical feeling and, and a release of whatever needs to be released. Um, because Lord, every good and perfect gift comes from you. And I just thank you that every time we bring you our, our with wood, hay, and stubble, that you give us beauty and joy and peace in exchange. It's in your holy name. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the There's More podcast. Check out the show notes. We've got a 14-day spiritual warfare course that you can take, as well as the code if you'd like to join us in the Father's House Bible study. Thanks so much for listening.